Welcome to the Possibility Action Network podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Middleton, aka Possibility Man. We're committed to bringing you guests who strive to better people's lives and serve as a force for good in the world. Today, our guest is Shonda Eaton, aka Coach Renee. She is the founder of Renew with Renee Health and Fitness. She helps clients reverse chronic health conditions, and she also guides them to discover a healthy version of themselves at any age. Coach Renee, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Terrific. Hey, look, I know that you reside in the state of Indiana in the United States, but tell us about yourself, about your background, your education, your professional career outside of your business. Who is Coach Renee? Well, Stephen, I am a mother of one, a wife to one. Um, So I'm a wife, I'm a mother, um, I'm a respiratory therapist, and I am an online health and fitness coach. Yeah, respiratory therapist. So what do you do as a respiratory therapist? So as a respiratory therapist, I have been working in the field for the last 30 years um, I'm in the clinical and the hospital settings. I work now in the pediatric hospital, but I've worked with adults, adult patients, um, dealing really with anything breathing. If you're not breathing, hey, I'm at the head of your bed telling you it's okay and I got you and I'm going to do it for you. That's fantastic. So, so I also deal with a lot of patients with some um, chronic inflammation with like asthma. Um, I've treated patients with um, chronic lung disease, you know, cancer, you name it. If it's, if it's affecting your breathing, I am there. Right. And you also mentioned a pediatric hospital, I believe. So you've also worked with children in the in a clinical setting? Yes, yes. Yeah. I have worked with kids um, for the last, actually for the last 21 years, I've worked with um, mainly pediatrics uh, with asthma. Mm. Um, I've worked mainly in the emergency department. I've worked in the neonatal intensive care unit and the pediatric intensive care unit. Um, I've done it, (laughs) I've kind of done it all. (laughs) I understand. Look, I'm really curious about this and I'm sure some of our viewers or listeners would be as well. What is it like for you working with, let's say a child that's that's gasping, trying to get the next birth? What is it like for you uh, to work with such a patient and, and then to get this patient to a point where he or, or she is able to settle in and breathe, you know, with whatever equipment you, you use with them? Well, Stephen, um, like I said, I've been doing it for so long. I've been doing it for, for 20, uh, for not 20, I've been working with peas for 21 years, but doing this, um, at working as a respiratory therapist for 30 years. And so it's really just second nature. Mm. It's just, it's just something that kicks in um, immediately. You know, I come in and I can see just assess the situation, assess my patient from the door, and I'm able to, you know, evaluate what they need. And so kind of move into action. A lot of that, you know, may require to um, calm the child. You may have to play some games. You may have to bribe 
you also have to um, calm the parents in the room as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine that it's important for a health practitioner because you said something that's very important. You got to calm the child, but you also need to, you know, calm the parents as well or any gardener. So um, do you have to practice yourself, you know, staying in control? Because I can imagine someone easily getting out of control. You know? but, uh, do you to, yeah. So how do you get that to that point? I mean, is that just second nature to you as well? It is really, it is really just second nature. Um, I'm pretty calm and easygoing. It's not too much that kind of gets me riled up. There's some things that make me move a little bit faster and can urge other people in the room to move a little bit faster. Um, if there's a definitely a sense of urgency, but it is just, you know, you know, you just, you, your instincts kind of kick in, you will just move into doing what you know to do. Um, and it is, I don't know, it's just, it doesn't even matter what is in front of you. You just, you deal with what it, which was right there to deal with, right. to make that better, better and help that patient. Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, Coach Renee, I mean, I can see that this must be, you know, a gift. I believe that people have certain gifts and in just talking with you, I know without a doubt that what you do in the medical field uh, is a gift and you were blessed with the qualities that, uh, that are needed, you know, to, to function uh, with ease. I can see that. Okay, look, so, you know, you're in the health profession, you know, you're doing well, you are extremely success successful, and then you decided to become an entrepreneur. What prompted you to look in this direction? Well, Stephen, thank you so much for asking me that question. Um, and a lot of people have asked me that same question, you know, hey, you've been doing respiratory care for all these years, and now you are going into the online health and fitness um, entrepreneur world. And what really prompted me was I wanted to be able to impact others um, in a different way. Um, I've watched my family members, um, lives cut short um, due to health issues. So I wanted to be able to um, impact lives in a different way. Yeah. You know, when you see people in the hospital settings, they're at their worst of worst. They're having the worst, probably the worst day ever. And, and so that is a, that's a totally different setting. So one of the reasons why I created Renew with Renee was that I wanted to help people to break that, those, um, that cycle, mm -hmm. um, of chronic health issues that, you know, maybe you've seen your grandmother, your aunt, your uncle have, um, I wanted to be able to impact lives in a different, in a different way. And I didn't really see opportunities to really kind of do that in the hospital setting. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, why not create it? I decided to create a program to a business to be able to do that. Yeah, that's, I think that's perfect. Um, so when you, when you speak of chronic conditions, what kinds of health challenges come to mind? You know, and one, two or three or one or two. So a lot of the health, um, a lot of chronic conditions that come to mind that I've heard even, you know, as a young child uh, would be, you know, high blood pressure, hypertension, um, diabetes, people call it, you know, I got a touch of the sugar, yeah. um, you know, um, asthma is a chronic condition. Um, obesity 
can be definitely a chronic condition. So, uh, and um, the one the one that really kind of got me even in the healthcare field was at 14 years old, I moved in with my grandmother to help her out because she um, had um, kidney disease, her kidneys were failing. And so she had to have dialysis three times per week. And so at 14 years old, I moved in to kind of help her with that. And because of that experience, you know, I knew that I wanted to be able to help people in a, in a different way to prevent their lives from being cut, cut short, which is why I entered into the healthcare arena. I mean, that's why one of the reasons why I became a respiratory therapist. Yeah. You know, and I have talked with people, I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast or watching this, this interview on Facebook or YouTube or elsewhere, will have known someone with, let's say, high blood pressure. Yeah. And they probably know someone who is, who is on two or, you know, or more medication uh, and have been on it for 20 or 30 years. Have you encountered anyone in your practice who has been, for example, on high blood pressure medication for at least a decade? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Stephen, I have. I have encountered um, many people, even some, including family members mm-hmm. who have been on high blood pressure medication for decades. Um, matter of fact, one of my uh, clients that I work with, um, she was 71 years old and she um, took a leap of, leap of faith and actually uh, participated in one of my programs. And she was able to come off of one of her medications at 71. That's fantastic. Yeah, so just, so just, um, I just wanted to be able to show her the the possibilities, um, even at that age. You know, I don't, I don't believe just because you hit a certain number that everything is just over for you. And so, you know, that was just great to just see her make that leap um, to be off the, come off with uh, some of that, those medications. Yeah, I like that. And I like the words that you just used too, possibility. <laughs> it yeah. is possible to come off. So, um, so, I mean, and, and also, I mean, and I'm thinking about the people that I know, you know, that I've, including relatives who uh, have issues with uh, their cholesterol, especially their LD, LDL, that, you know, lousy mm-hmm. cholesterol. And once again, they are popping, they're popping pills like they're candy. Have you seen that uh, in your practice? Yes, I have. I have. I have. Um, you know, when you when we go to our doctors and we have problems, a lot of times they will they're going to give us a medication for it. And what is interesting is that the medication that they give that they will give us definitely will cause a side effect. And so then you maybe kind of temporarily gain some relief for one problem, but then you have to have another medication to resolve the other issue that you had. So uh, that, that was one of the things that I, that I, I love my physicians, uh, but I definitely, uh, you know, want a different route where we're not popping pills just because, you know, pill at the pill at the pill. Right. So, yeah, there's, you know, there's a game um, back in the day. I'm not, I don't recall the name of it, but there was some little 
like fist that comes out from the machine and you take something and you hit one and it goes down, then another one pops up and you mm -hmm. hit that one. And I think you're right. And this is what happens when someone gets on a medication treadmill. Now, and, and also before we we'll hit another chronic disease and we'll do more with this. Um, the same, but you mentioned diabetes. I mean, you know, so some people think that you know, they got to take, you know, as much insulin as whatever, you know, I don't know about diabetes treatment, but it, it, have you seen any indication in your work that a person can improve their A1C, for example, um, if, they have, if they live with diabetes or even reverse uh, type two diabetes? What have you seen? Yes, I have seen in my work and, and personally, Stephen, um, to reverse uh, those diagnoses and improve your A1C. You know, it takes like, is it, it only takes three months to improve your A1C, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So by making some changes, some subtle changes, you can improve your A1C. But the, <sighs> always the how, how do I do it? Right. And um, I'll tell you tell you a story um, about ten um, about in I think it was like 2010. I just had my uh, daughter. Um, she was two years old, and I had you know you know new mom, wife, and still working, all this kind of stuff. You know, kind of put on some pounds, and and I was frustrated. I gone to my doctor and she told me that I had hypertension, that my blood pressure was elevated and that I was pre-diabetic. She goes, mm -hmm. not to want to put you on medicine, but you know, you're pre-diabetic. And so things were just getting worse. I was waking up tired. My body hurt all the time. And I thought I was really, you know, I was relatively young. I was in my thirties um, with all of this going on. I looked like I was pregnant again. I was just, I was feeling just miserable, you know, and I've already had gone on diets and stuff like that. And so I'm at my doctor's and she, she asked me, she suggested diet pills. So she gave me, she prescribed diet pills and I thought, okay, finally, I got it. This is going to work. This is going to, you know, definitely I'm going to lose the weight, which kind of will definitely pro hopefully help that pre-diagnosis of um, pre-diabetes, um, decrease my blood pressure, all the things. And I thought, so I thought these were magic pills and I was just so, so wrong. Yes, I get, I lost some weight. However, it came with the price. Yeah. And the price was that I had a lot of side effects from those medications that I was taking um, every day, I think three times a day. Then I had to see my doctor every 30 days for a refill and for a weight check. And that was probably the most embarrassing part. Mm. And, like, and then I was like, okay, well, what happens when I stop? I, you know, I don't want to take these medications forever. So what happens when I stop? And my doctors just simply will, you know, missing, you're just going to have to eat in moderation and exercise, which I was already doing. Yeah. but I'm not getting any better. Yeah, I see. So yeah. I had to make into my own hands. Yeah, that's the thing. And, you know, um, neither one of us, you know, is a medical doctor, uh, even though we're, we're talking about this space, but it seems like, tell me if you agree or disagree, but it seems to me that in our culture, and I'm talking about the culture worldwide, 
that people somehow have come to expect a pill for every ill. That is, if something goes wrong, they go to the doctor, they're looking for a prescription, you know, for that. Is that, what do you think about that assertion of mine? Am I far off with that? No, you are not far off at all. Um, I do believe that, um, you know, people understand that we need to eat healthy and exercise that we should, anyway, we should eat healthy and exercise. However, we have gotten to the point where we will go to the, to the doctor and say, hey, you know, this is what's going on yeah. and take prescription, go have it filled, pop the pills with the expectation that they're magic pills, just like I thought those diet pills were magic pills, mm -hmm. that they're going to solve all of our problems. And they do not. They do not solve your problems. Right. They you know, I was reading, I'm sorry, did I cut you in, in mid-sentence? I was reading a couple of years ago, maybe two or three years ago, uh, something, I don't know what it was, but they were talking about a new drug to treat inflammation. Because, you know, bad inflammation is the source of body discomfort. And I checked that drug on WebMD, and just like you said, they said, you know, they reported that this drug will reduce inflammation and some body discomfort. But the list of side effects I saw was absolutely scary. You know, mm -hmm. so, so yeah. But anyway, let me, let me, let me probe this a little bit more. Um, and let me ask, ask the question this way, because this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, wait a minute. There's some chronic conditions, including inflammatory stress, that must be related to lifestyle. And by lifestyle, I mean, you know, that big hamburger that someone eats twice a day or that, that fried chicken that they ate two or two, three times a week. Or back in the day, when I was a boy growing up, we call it butts meat. I, I think people call it fat back as well. You know, so, um, yeah, you know, fat. So, or, or bacon, you know, bacon. So here's my question, uh, Coach Renee. Are some chronic conditions a result of lifestyle? That is, are some diseases, is it fair for me to say or categorize some diseases as lifestyle diseases? You know, the way I live is one of the reasons why this condition may exist in my, in my reality. What do you think about that? Lifestyle diseases. I, I so, so agree with that, that there are definitely lifestyle diseases. You know, as I, as you talk about that and you, you ask that question, I can't help but to think back on my family and the health issues that I watch a lot of my close family members deal with and ultimately um, die from because they were just like you said, lifestyle diseases. Because we take on, um, what do we say? Uh, we kind of pass on like tradition. It's a tradition to, you know, eat certain foods and be okay with it which means that you'll have certain diseases or chronic illnesses that others had. So um, I do believe that lifestyle does play a role and we have to be willing. I was willing um, to totally change my lifestyle, to make radical changes in my life because 
after a while going to the doctor probably for about six months, um, I decided that, okay, it won't matter if I'm thin. It won't matter if I'm thin, if I don't have good health. So I had to really kind of focus on my health in order to change, which meant that I had to change. I had to make a lifestyle change for me, not for my, not just for my daughter, not for my husband, but for just, just for me. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, that's one of the messages here is that people get to understand that they can take certain situations into their own hands, including some chronic conditions. Um, and by the way, I just want to say for the record, I'm well doctored. I live with, uh, with muscular dystrophy. In fact, this thing in the back here is one of the machines I use when I, when I walk around uh, inside, my, inside my house. So, you know, I'm not anti-doctor, but even with that, if I walk into an office, Coach Rene, a doctor sees me, he would assume that I need Oxycontin or something like that. But, you know, but I, I don't take, I don't take any drugs whatsoever and knock on wood i don't need any today because of what you what you're talking about so let's talk some about then your understanding of lifestyle as one pathway and i don't want to say you know that is the only thing and i don't want to exclude other things no i'm not talking about acute problems that needs your help when this kid comes into your in, you know, to your hospital, but, but in terms of chronic, chronic things. So what's your approach? What, what, how do you get someone who says, okay, coach Renee, I'm tired of taking these blood pressure pills. I'll do anything to get off of them. What, what, you know, and not, not too specific. I don't want you to give me a prescription, but what kinds of things come to mind for you in helping that person? So one of the biggest things that um, we do or I do with Renew with Renee Health and Fitness LLC is that we have to address definitely health, which includes your overall health, which includes your mindset. So we have to definitely address that mindset. And that is probably one of the things, one of the biggest things that we have to overcome and we have to kind of shift um, the other thing, uh, other two things that we work on, accountability. You know, you have to be accountable. You know, if you're not going to be accountable to yourself, then me as a coach, then I'm going to hold you accountable. And that goes along with being persistent. You have to be persistent. Now, you with muscular dystrophy, you know that you cannot do something one day and then not do it the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and expect things to be okay. Yeah. So you have to, you know, you have to, you know, look at your mindset, you have to be accountable and you have to be persistent. Yeah. You know, I like that, but mindset, you know, I like to tell people or share with people, not tell people, share with people that they have the power because, yeah. you know, it's so easy to think that it's your doctor or Coach Renee. It's easy to see you, you know, and say, you know, well, you got the power, Coach Renee, but it's the person, mm -hmm. you know, that has the power. And of course, if that person recognizes that, you could guide them around some steps uh, that, you know, they could solve their, their problem for sure. Yeah. So um, what about cholesterol problem? Uh, how, how do you guide a person around that? Is it the same approach that is mindset first and then 
you know, whatever you tailor for them? So if, if they're looking at, you know, a specific problem like that with their cholesterol, then definitely we are looking at still their mindset, um, being accountable um, and their, um, and being persistent. But we're also focusing, you know, doing all of those things with their diet. Yeah. Diet. And then we're coming up with an exercise or a daily movement program. Yeah, that's wonderful. That is tailored to them because, you know, not everyone wants to kind of jump around or can jump around, run um, or walk long distance. So we have to, we, we come up with things for them to be able to do yeah. in order to address those health issues. That's great, coach. I mean, that's great. I love what you said because, I mean, in my case, you know, I can't walk independently. However... Mm -hmm. It does not mean that I can't move. That's you know? right. Or a 90-year-old may not, may not be able to walk independently, but I can, that does not mean that that person can, can have no movement. So I love what you, what you said about that. Um, so any stories, and before you respond, I want you, I want you to think about some stories, and I want to share one with you, maybe two, but I want you to think of some stories of people you've worked with, and I know we don't want to mention names or anything like that, um, and then, you know, share with us what you've seen with them. But I'll tell you what I've seen uh, in my work, and that is I have seen individuals who have diabetes improve their A1C and, you know, actually show that the di diabetes is, uh, is in remission. I've also seen people who have lowered their blood pressure, I mean, to the lowest level th that they ever experienced. And I've seen people lower their total cholesterol by just doing the kinds of things that you're saying. So what stories can you share with us about what you've seen in some of your clients? Thank you. So um, the first client that comes to mind, um, when I worked with her, she was 49 years old. Um, and I will say that she ha um, had was diagnosed years previously with fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia, you know, is a disease process that causes a lot of a lot of pain in their joints and just just being just being touched and everywhere. So that's that's due to inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so before I started working with her, um, I asked her a question, I asked her what was holding her back from achieving better health. And we do like uh, we do an evaluation. Uh, before I, I do an evaluation before I start working with anyone. And so one of the things that she told me was, well, self-motivation. She goes, I'm not motivated. Mm. I'm depressed. She's depressed. So she deals with a lot of depression, the chronic fatigue, just not having any energy. And then she says sometimes laziness. Yeah. So that was a lot, right? Yeah. So after working, we, we worked you know, um, together for six weeks and we work hard. She was, she was in it. She pushed herself. Um, she didn't push herself too much when it wasn't necessary, definitely. Um, but she went from definitely not sleeping because she didn't have a good sleeping routine um, and being in bed most days. She would spend most days in bed until probably about two, three in, in the afternoon. And she was married and she had a, a teenage daughter and she didn't have much energy. 
And so after working together and worked on her diet, she was definitely able to um, decrease her inflammation. Her, her inflammatory markers came down. She had more energy to like make dinner and do things for herself. She was able to start a movement or exercise routine, you know, with light yoga and walking um, on a daily basis. And that was, that was, you know, great for her. She was, you know, um, she was very grateful because that was something that she wasn't, she hadn't been able to do in a few, in, in years. And that was because she was able to focus on her health. So she, she was able to do those things. And as a bonus, she definitely shed it. She shed some weight as well. That's fantastic. Yeah. Another client of mine, like I said, you know, was able to drop um, one of her medications and she was pre-diabetic and she was able to turn that diagnosis around as well. Yeah. Um, and one of my younger, younger uh, clients uh, was dealing with more depression and believe it or not, you know, depression will affect you, you know, physically, you know, will make things really kind of actually will bring disease on. Mm-hmm. And she was able to turn a lot of that around um, and we worked together and we worked on her diet because some of the, some of your foods definitely can be, can trigger, can make your depression worse and make you even more irritable. Um, so we, we worked with her diet and a movement routine and she was able to turn, to turn that around. Well, that's wonderful, uh, Coach Renee. I mean, I love what you said about that. And I, I, I'm so pleased that you even mentioned, you know, depression, because I'm sure you would agree that health is holistic. It's a kind of holistic way that we, that we approach, approach health. So uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, so let me ask you, well, ask you this. Um, so what you're telling us is that you as a coach is not trying to replace a person's physician, mm-hmm. is that you want them to see their physician. Is that about right? But yes. at the same time, you're saying that there is an alternative path that a person can take to take the health back into their own hands and you can help them do that. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. That is exactly what I am saying. I do not encourage, matter of fact, I encourage um, my clients before they start working with me mm-hmm. that they have had their physical, that they've talked to their, phys- their physician. We're gonna come up with goals, you know, cause you gotta have goals. Like, where are you going? How do you know where you're going if you don't have goals? So to work with their physicians um, as well, tell them what they're trying to do. So I don't, we do not stop any medications or anything like that. I am not a physician, mm-hmm. um, but we do, I do try to bridge that gap yeah. that when you do get that diagnosis and you don't know what to do and you maybe even have this medication and you don't even know what to do with it. Right. So um, Steven, so my colleague definitely is inspiring and coaching decisive individuals who are ready to reverse those um, chronic illnesses and decrease those medications in their, in their life. Um, And and it's all about learning different strategies Mm -hmm. to improve your life, to, you know, extend your life. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. go ahead. No, I mean, yeah. And I think, um, I think most physicians would be happy that their patients, you know, are doing things to help themselves, especially with an informed coach like yourself. So, 
Yes, yes, that is, and, and that is my ultimate goal is to even work with, uh, be referred, um, have physicians to refer their patients yeah. to me. Ones that, that are, like I said, decisive. And this is yeah. what they made up in their mind and made the commitment to, to move on to do this. Yes. Yeah, and this is important. And I, I want to put it into the record because you're not, we're not, this conversation is not about people taking themselves off of any of their medications, but yeah. as you've just indicated, to work with their physicians as they work with you to try to, you know, see the health outcomes are changing. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, mm -hmm. I will say, um, Stephen, that all of my clients, the ones that were able to um, decrease the amount of medications, mm -hmm. they were seeing their physicians. And I encouraged them. I was like, hey, you know, when you go to your physician, make sure that you're telling, that you let them know that you are being coached by an online health and fitness coach. And this is what we're doing. This is the eating plan. I'm not, a, and I'm not a dietitian. However, I will create a, uh, an eating plan um, to see what's going to work for that individual, because not all one thing will work for everyone. So, and what they have done with that, when they go for their follow-up visits, which is normally three months later, and they, you know, they get the lab works and all of that kind of stuff. And then the physician makes that decision to decrease that medication, not me. Uh -huh. Yeah. So do you find that uh, that your clients then, let's say that they've been with you for, you know, I don't know, just pick a time and they, they, they go to have their blood work done and they, they notice that all of those indicators, you know, that were pretty bad before are going down or going in the right direction. Do they come back to you with excitement or do they come back to you saying, oh, you know, <laughs> what, what, how did they react when they discover, you know, their health turning around? They are pretty, they are very excited. They are very excited about that because especially when you have been on, uh, you know, a, a blood pressure medication for years and years and years, or even medication for your cholesterol for years or diabetes, all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, after being persistent and, and holding yourself accountable and, you know, doing the things that, you know, we have worked together and come up with this plan for you to do. And then all of a sudden your thing, your numbers start to shift and your doctor is asking you, I had one of my clients, you know, her doctor asked, her, said, well, what are you doing? Yeah. Tell me about this coach that you see that you talk with every week. What, what is it that she's doing? Cause I've been trying to get you to do this X, Y, and Z for years. And all of a sudden you're seeing this person. So you tell me, what is it that she's doing? That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Hey, Coach Renee, and, and what, here's what I take from what you're saying is that, you know, as patients, when we go see a doctor, we think that we're the silent one and the doctor does the talk and the doctor tells us what to do. But what you're saying is that if a patient, a patient or a client for you informs the doctor of what they're doing, then the client has an opportunity, in this case, to educate their doctor about something that can help, you know, the next patient. It's not about yeah. right that, that we are empowered and we are also in a position to share helpful things with a doctor who may not be, you know, they're trained in pharmacology for the most part, who may not be, you know, aware of the kinds of things that you do. 
Absolutely. Um, it is definitely about empowering um, people over their, their health, over your, over their life. Mm. You know, that, that's really what it's about. And, and what I've actually found, Stephen, mm. is that the physicians, they, they like it. They love it. Yeah. Because we're, I am helping their client. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, they went to medical school to, um, to treat and help people, but they wanted to make them better. Right. Right. And so, so really they have like a, an idea of, okay, I made you better. So now I want to move on to the next one. <laughs> you yeah, don't need yeah, yeah. That's that exciting. Was, <laughs> that the goal is yeah. for them to cut one. Okay, you're good. Now I'm going to move on and help this other one. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, that's so exciting. So you, you go to the physician when you need that physician, you got a broken leg or whatever, you know, you get fixed up and you go back out into the world. So that's yeah. that's very exciting. Coach Renee, as you can see, I'm smiling from ear to ear because what you're sharing just rings true for me. And I just have this sense that if anyone talks with you that, um, you know, that they'll get, that they'll move their health in, in the right direction. Before we end today, I want to ask you, is there anything else that I have not asked that you wish to share with our viewers if they're watching this on video or listeners if they're listening to this on a podcast audio? So, yes, I would like to share that um, I am actually starting up my new, a new six-week Renew with Renee program that will start in a couple of weeks. Um, so that if, you know, if there is anyone out there who is pre-diabetic, who is taking um, um, hypertension medication or at an unhealthy weight, you know, you're experiencing some chronic fatigue or even that brain fog where you can't really kind of focus and you want more energy and you're wondering if this is the health option for you. Um, you know, it's easy to find out more about me. Is it easy to contact me? You can definitely get on my um, contact me through Calendly link. It's uh, www.calendly forward slash renewwrenee.com. Um, and I'll give that to you so you can put that in your link, uh, in the link so that they can contact me. And I would love, love to talk with anyone. That's fantastic. I was going to ask you that if you would provide me with you know, all of your contact information, any website, whatever you have, so that I could put it wherever I write the description for this podcast. Well, Coach, uh, it was truly a pleasure uh, talking with you. I'm going to call on you again because I'm thinking we need a roundtable with other, you know, practitioners and just to talk about what's possible in a human being's life if they want to. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you so much for having me. It has been my pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I have loved it. And yes, let me know anytime. Okay, great. Well, you've been listening to the Possibility Action Network podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Middleton, aka Possibility Man. Our guest today is Shonda Eaton, aka Coach Renee. Renee Coach, thank you once again for being with us today. Thank you.